It's another spotlight segment from Sweep the League. We are going to be sweeping with a local band director, if I'm not mistaken. We'll introduce him here in just a little bit. He's also have some radio experience with uh, the great Chris Duell on Spurs React and the Chris Duell Show. But before we get into our guest, I got to hit you guys up again. I keep hitting you guys up, and I'm telling you right now, I'm going to go to my grave with this. It's Special Leaf Tea. It's www.specialleaf.com. It's all natural, 100% all natural ingredients, no added sugar, energy boosting compounds without the use of caffeine. It's olive leaf iced tea. Rock is a is a master of the body here so he can tell you that all healthy stuff is good stuff go to their website for amazing flavors pomegranate blueberry tangerine ginger hibiscus blueberry and the ever so popular original flavor that's www.specialleaf.com so we like i said we're sweeping the league again we're, we're putting out a lot of content now we got a lot of nfl mock draft stuff We've got some some news anchors that are going to be coming on. We've got tons of people. We've got even a special surprise that we're trying to get for Monday night. Hopefully, Rock uh, worked his magic, and we got that special surprise for Monday night. But nonetheless, Rock, before we get into our guests here, you're back with me again. You're kind of on a hiatus here and there. You're making me do these damn shows by myself. I don't appreciate that. Dude, I know you miss me, man. I know you know the <laughs> listeners miss me. They miss my voice, my hot takes, you know. But hey, I'm back. You know, I'm bringing some guests on. I'm very excited to have who we're gonna be talking to today. Um, he's a great guy. It's funny, you know. He was a band director at my high school, and I actually never took band, but he he uh, it was a band director of my one of two of my best friends, and they always talked so highly of him. And uh, they, they always made jokes about him that how they, they can beat him in basketball. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm gonna consider you the Kawhi Leonard of the staff. You kind of just play when you want, right? That's kind of where we're gonna go. I'm on like management. Management. And if and if we end up using video, you're gonna see my hair. My hair is crazy mess right now. As we all are. we all don't look as fine as uh the Adams family here. What's the Gomez Adams over here? Rocky, uh, the rock himself. But nonetheless, hey, let's get to our guest. Our guest is uh, the one and only Wesley Perkins, who has been on the Crystal Show, Spurs React. He's also a part of uh, Joe Garcia, a friend of the uh, of Sweep the League, Joe Garcia, Two Shots podcast. But importantly, he's he's a man of the children. He's a band director. I'm gonna let you get the high school. Is, is it O'Connor that you're the band director at? Or I I was briefly. Okay. Uh, well, I say briefly for 14 years. Is that briefly? I don't know. That's that's t- yeah. That's a little bit of time. That's not much. <laughs> no. Um. I actually I started as a band director. This is my 23rd year. Believe it or not. I because I you know I look so young, Rudy. I mean just you know <laughs> very young man. Still a Toys R Us kid. Um. But no, I I uh, started you know 23 years ago in Seguin, Texas, and uh, taught middle school for four years. Um, went to O'Connor for 14, and uh, had you know a lot of wonderful experiences both those places. And um, you know, as Rocky alludes to, I I've uh, been at Madison High School now for five years, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, four of those years, these last four years, I've been the head band director and been blessed to to teach with some really wonderful, out- outstanding educators and and you know just great friends and and you know the kids are just awesome. That's why we do it right. Is is the trying to make impacts in their lives for sure and you know what i'm sorry man it's wesley perkins i didn't even get your name out before we got into the background (laughs) here uh it's wesley perkins like i said he's been on the crystal show he's band director uh he's also been on like i said uh two shots podcast as well as spurs react yeah the whole band thing now i i never it's kind of weird i went into central catholic 
they had a class and it was an elective called music appreciation. And I took it because I needed to fill in a class and I never wanted to take band. So my, my curiosity is this, if I don't know Jack about band, what is that one instrument that you would say, okay, you're going to try this one first. What's that easiest? I don't want to say it's easy, but what is that one instrument that a person can just jump right into and get it right away? Well, I think you have to have the, it's got, you got to think of it from the cool factor, Rudy. I mean, what's the coolest instrument to be able to play? You know, yeah. they're, they're all, they all have their own set of, uh, you know, stipulations and generalizations and whatnot. But, you know, typically the saxophone is thought of as the, uh, the alto saxophone is kind of thought of as the instrument that, you know, uh, is the cool, has all the cool it factor. Yeah. Um, I myself am a trumpet player. Um, and, uh, you know, truthfully, truth be told, I mean, I think that, and this goes really for both of you, it's never too late to earn, to learn an instrument. Um, because once again, um, uh, music, it soothes the soul, right? It, it's a great outlet mm-hmm. to, uh, you know, put your mind and soul and heart into when, you know, when you have things on your mind or when you, when you just need an outlet or you just need a chance to, to create a little bit. So yeah, it's, uh, they're all pretty cool in their own right. I can imagine rock playing the harp. Can we do the harp on a school band? Is that, is that <laughs> you don't have to be an orchestra for that one, but yeah. You oh, can see, see, that shows you how much I know. Rock gives me shit all the time because I don't know these, the weekend and all these cool kids and all I this now. Wesley knows who the do weekend you, is. Do you have to keep <laughs> oh, yeah. up with all these people, Wes? Yeah, yeah no, I, I mean, for sure. I mean, you know, as I think as a musician, if you don't know things about music and you you have to act like you do, you know, you know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. if, if you... You know, if if one of my kids comes up and asks me about something, you know, I, I can't just say, I don't know, you know. Yeah. So typically the answer is if I'm not sure about it well or if I had if I don't know that group or I'm not accustomed to it, it's like, send me some stuff and I'll check it out, you know. <laughs> I get it. And that, Rock always gives me crap about that because he names, oh, you didn't hear this song. Like, no, who's it by? Oh, this person. Dude. I have no idea who these people are. Dude, you know, staying on, you know, what instrument that we could play. Funny story, Rudy. I actually tried to learn the guitar in middle school by youtube because i wanted to sing a song to a girl what song was it what song was it i'm yours by jason mraz Ah. i wanted to sing it and i failed miserably after a week and i got really frustrated and broke Mm -hmm. my guitar because i was so mad (laughs) broke the guitar dude yeah man rocky it could have been you know you could have used that guitar for firewood this last week i mean mm-hmm. you missed Probably. out an opportunity to have it for something that could have done good for you even if you didn't play it so. i could have held it man i could have put a fire outside of news for but a little <laughs> jesus so okay well rock is bringing up and you know what it's kind of weird we got valentine's right around the corner he's talking about playing i'm yours by jason jason morass i know who that is actually yeah. i know who the hell that is but what other let me put Wes on the spot. You're a music man. What mm-hmm. is the one song that Rock should play to a girl on Tuesday that is, I'm not going to, because this is kind of a kid show, sort of like at least, you know, somewhat. But as the kids say, what is that panty dropper song for a woman that Rock can sing in your <laughs> mind? Well, you know, I think some of the hairband stuff from back in the day is like, I mean, you got all those power ballads, right? You know, you could you could you could go with a little bit of Cinderella there and, you know, don't know what you got till it's gone. I mean, that's that's always good good Ooh. classic fun, you know. Um if you're talking classical music, you can't go wrong with, you know, like a like Chopin or, you know, the uh 
you know, Claire de Lune is a beautiful song. So if you want to impress a girl, you know, or, or a guy for that matter, I mean, but, you know, <laughs> Claire hey, de Lune is that. pretty nice I, as well. I so. love it. Wes is accepting of me. He did hey, whatever I prefer. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, right. And so would, would Brian Adams work out for you rock? I think Brian Adams would maybe, would that get you anywhere? I don't know, man. I mean, <laughs> maybe <laughs> we, you know, it's you, it's myself shamaya and mark and derek if need be you call us and we can do like a boys to men type thing oh dude be my little bathroom <laughs> singers dude well okay so what boys to men song would you would you probably sing none none <laughs> wow. no i i draw the line at boy bands you know I really mean, yeah, I mean, you, you, got, I, I can admit they have talent and all. I mean, you know, I, I think, you know, if you're talking about artists that split off, I mean, Justin Timberlake is is a is an incredible artist. I mean, I, I got all I got all the props for him and what he's done in his career. But you know, it's like you said, it's that's the beauty of music is everybody has their taste, everybody has what they like, and you know. Uh, when you're trying to show off for somebody else, you you generally want to have a a playlist, right? So you got to make yeah. sure that you have, you know, a good six or seven songs that you can choose from, so that you can kind of, you know, hit the heartstrings a little bit. I really think Rock's got like Rex and Effects, Rump Shaker, uh, Baby Got Back <laughs> by Sir Mix a lot. I think he's got all those songs. Dude, I'll, I'll bust all the dancers and everything for her. I yeah. gotta see this. Can we? Get I like big butts. Yeah, come on. Yeah, can, exactly. Like Wes said, can we get this on camera, Rock? Is it possible? We, I mean, we could possibly. That would make for a hell of a TikTok. We got to get our TikTok station going. and we, That would make a hell of a TikTok. We're here with Wesley Perkins, and we're talking bands of now. We're talking about Valentine's around the corner, so we're trying to see what song Rock may want to sing to a potential date. Um, <laughs> definitely what Rock wants to do is get his date some special leaf tea. So you need to go to that website and Rock's going to it right now, www.specialleaftea.com. So I want to transition real quick into this, man. San Antonio Spurs. Now, now Wes, you talk Spurs basketball all the time uh, with Joe Garcia, with, you know, Crystal in the past. Uh, guys like uh, the Boomstein himself, Benjamin Boomstein, uh, Bornstein, that we all know here as well. Just a lot of great people. Today, the Spurs made moves. They traded one Jakob Perto. He's going back to Toronto. It seems like the Spurs got like 700 second round picks in the next like <laughs> eight years. So thoughts on Jakob Perto going back to Toronto. It's kind of already what we knew. The Spurs are throwing in the towel. I mean, they're, they're not going to compete this season. But what are what are our feelings as far as Jakob going to Toronto? Me, I hate it because I wanted him to be a Spur forever, but I get it. What are you thinking, Wes, on this Jakob back to Toronto move? They saved the plane ticket, right? I mean, I, I like how they waited oh, until yeah, they, they played them. And, hey, by the way, just <laughs> stay in town, man. You know, send somebody to get your stuff. But... I'm sad. I mean, I've I've enjoyed his progression. I I thought, you know, just kind of hearkening back to to you know the time when when the Spurs received him in in the Kawhi trade. Um, you know, a lot of people immediately talked about that trade as being not favorable for the Spurs because obviously Kawhi goes to Toronto. You know, they win the title, and you know, life looks like it's turned completely upside down. But you know, the Spurs ended up getting, uh, I believe, that pick that uh, they ended up getting was Keldon Johnson, I believe, mm-hmm. um, for that pick. And and then you know, Jakob Pertl. I've enjoyed watching him grow. I, I I truly believe he's one of the top eight or nine you know defensive centers in in the league. And um, you know, his even 
given his offensive game, which you know, he doesn't have, he's never going to be, you know, a stretch four or five, but he's really developed an in-between game. His free throw shooting has improved dramatically. He couldn't hit the broadside of the barn when he, when he first came to the Spurs. And <laughs> so, you know, yeah, it is kind of sad to see him go. Cause I really thought that in, if you kept him, you had a shot to put him um, in spot minutes coming off the bench. Um, you know, if let's say you get lucky enough to get Wimbayama or you, you know, or you have Collins or something, you, you have a chance to kind of use him into your advantage. But, you know, the, the NBA nowadays, I think is, is you either have the all-stars and you've got the, the, the free agents or you're building. And if you're truly building, I think that you have to get, gather like like you see the Spurs doing, like you see OKC doing. You've got to gather those picks. And mm-hmm. to be honest, I think it, Rudy, going back to it, there was something like fifty-four picks, I think, today that were second-round picks. It's like yeah, it's got to be a record. I mean, it's a it's a crazy amount of of second-round picks that have been traded away um, from various teams today. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm okay with it. I think we all kind of saw it coming. Um, I, I just at this point, you know. Uh, tank, you know, the Spurs tank has, has truly uh, ratcheted up and, you know, we'll see if it pays off. Hopefully it does, man. I mean, I'm looking at their draft picks right now and I mean, 2025 could really pan out for them because they own Chicago's. Now it depends on, I think if it's lottery protected or something, they also own Atlanta's. Now those two picks probably should stick with the Spurs. Plus they own their own. So they could potentially have two mid round first round picks and then theirs if it's a lottery pick. So 2025 seems to be that year that they could really do damage rock. Uh, the Jakob Pertle stuff, man. I mean, he's gone. We kind of already speculated to this a lot that Jakob is probably going to end up going. He's going to be traded away. The, the Raptors, I think got way better with Jakob. Now Mm -hmm. they're going to be contenders in the East, not, you know, championship contenders, but they're going to make the playoffs with uh, Jakob back over there. But what are the reactions as far as Jakob going back to Toronto and the Spurs getting a plethora of picks throughout this entire process of the trade deadline? Man, I mean, like like, like both of y'all mentioned, you know, I wasn't really too surprised about Jakob getting moved. It was just a matter of time. And I did see, like, I was, like, uh, you know, rumors that oh, the Spurs were going to, uh, not the Spurs, the Raptors were trying to send Gary, Gary Trent Jr., which mm. I was not a fan of. I mean, we, there's no point of having him. He doesn't fit the timeline. He's very expensive. You know, Tim Burch is a guy, you know, he's a backup at, at best. I mean, it's not. No, don't sell horrible. don't sell Cambridge. No, guys. No. And and but I mean the smart thing was to get the pick. I mean the Spurs are like Wesley said are stockpiling their picks, which is good for their future. That's the only way you're gonna get better eventually. And I've been advocating for them to stockpile their picks. You know, you saw it today with them getting Devontae Graham and four second round picks. I mean it's pretty cool. I love Josh Richardson, though, but it is what it is. I was just really surprised that Doug McDermott or Zach Collins wasn't moved. But it's going to be interesting what they're going to do with all these picks, man. I mean, I think I had saw Noah, Madrago, George, and Jeff McDonald had mentioned, you know, they're going to get all these, you know, second-round picks, and they can, you know, tr- uh, compile all those and stock them up and move into the, another first round. You know, those playoff teams don't want first-round picks. You know, they want to move down to so pay their players. So it's just smart, you know, financial moves by the Spurs. And then it should be something, you know, happening – and I know fans, Spurs fans are like, oh, my God, we're going to suck even more. I'm like, well, it is what it is. I mean, did you want to make the plan every year? I get it, man. You know, but second-round picks aren't bad. I mean, one Mono Ginobili was a second-round pick. One uh, Jokic uh, was a second-round pick. I mean, there there are some gems in there, and the Spurs actually do a really good job of drafting. One team that definitely needs help, and they need a lot of help. <laughs> 
and Rock knows where I'm going with this because the Spurs are are bad. We know that they're bad. But we also don't have hopes for the Spurs the way Rock and his boys do, and that's with the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, <laughs> every year it's their year. It's the ever-so-present hurricane rotation. It goes... Yes, 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 we suck again. Yes, 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 we suck again. Rumor has it, Wes, that you're a Cowboy fan, so I'm going to have to bring in the Cowboy talk here. If you had two minutes to just go off on the Cowboys, I'm going to give it to you now. How pissed off are you as a Cowboy fan? Because I'm not a Cowboy fan. My wife is. And let's just say she's been in a very bad mood every single time, every single part of the year in playoff time. So if I give you two minutes, what would you like the Cowboys to do? What would you like to say to Cowboy fandom? Because a lot of them out there listen, thanks to Rock. Well, Rock, buddy, I, I was a I was a freshman in college the last time they won the, the world title. So the last time when Larry Brown got the MVP – I was like, surely we're going to see this team go and win a lot more going forward. And here we are, what, 27 years and counting. Yeah, I, I'm a diehard Cowboys fan, as you can see behind me. I, I'm, you know, I'm just, I, I love the boys. Um, I don't love Jerry Jones. Um, and I think that ultimately the biggest struggles that the Cowboys ever have, and it's well documented, is is the owner. Um, I, I think one of the things, Rudy, to, to talk about here is, the Cowboys truly, and I'm not saying this as a homer, the Cowboys are truly not that far off from being a Super Bowl contending team. But the problem with them is Jerry Jones thinks in his pocketbook by loyalty. And when you think about loyalty and paying players that, that you're trying to, it, well, they have deserved it, or I think they're going to earn it, or I think this this player is going to, I mean, Dak Prescott, I mean, Zeke Elliott, you know, obviously he's going to be expiring, but, you know, you think about, you know, Demarcus Lawrence, well, I'm afraid to lose these guys. Well, I'm afraid to lose these guys. Well, what's the worst thing that happens? This is the greatest example is the Philadelphia Eagles. I mean, look at Jeffrey Laurie and what he's done. Andy Reid walked. Everybody in Philly, I'm sure, was panicking. Oh, my gosh, there goes Andy Reid. Hey, Nick Foles won you a Super Bowl. Did they pay Nick Foles a ton of money? No. They said, get out of here. Go go see if you can make it somewhere else. And he couldn't. You know, I, I think that's part of the problem with, with Jerry Jones is that he sees the shiny object and he has to he has to have it. And when you think about the Eagles or even, you know, uh, the Chiefs, the Chiefs, another great example. Yeah, it helps to have Patrick Mahomes. He's the best player on the planet. But around him is Travis Kelsey, another just, you know, I, I mean, incredible talent, but a really terrible offensive line. Um, a defense that can be suspect at times and a whole bunch of wide receivers that nobody knew anything about until they started playing with Patrick Mahomes. So I, I just say it again. The problem with the Cowboys is ownership and management pays players based off their potential instead of spreading that wealth around to put teams together. And if it's not working, being unafraid to just say, hey, let's go a different direction. Let's do something different. Because I think as long as that continues, you're going to see the Cowboys win division titles, make it to the second round, but we're never going to see them in a championship game or in the in the Super Bowl because of the fact that it's, you know, it's not a loyalty game. It's a business. 
Yeah, it really is. It's It's got to be a business, and Jerry doesn't realize that. I mean, it, it's like I've said it many times on the show. It, you, no matter how many times you polish a turd, it's still a turd. I mean, <laughs> and that's what the Cowboys are, man. They're a shiny turd, but it still stinks like shit, and they still are going to be shit until Jerry does something. <laughs> well, you know, and you saw you saw him give up a little bit of the reins to, to Stephen, and I, I, it's hard to say what Stephen Jones could or could not be without his dad. I think that he mm-hmm. probably would do some pretty darn good things. And when he started turning the draft over, you saw you started to see the Cowboys draft. You know, they've rarely missed in, in the at least in the first round. I mean, yeah, they missed some. Jalen Smith turned out to be what you know you thought a guy with that kind of injury problem would be. But I mean, ultimately, they drafted a. a a fantastic offensive line. They've they've drafted Micah Parsons and others that have really been incredible players. Um, it, it, but again, I just I say the same thing. Why is it that teams that have smaller markets that don't have nearly the the change that that Jerry does? Why can they put together talent? Uh, you know, how can you get A.J. Brown and uh, and all of that, you know, great talent, Miles Sanders and all the guys on the Eagles? Well, it's because they spread the wealth and those guys want to win. They want to be a part of something that's a team. And I, I think that's the difference is, you know, has has Dak ever come out and said, hey, you know what? You should you should restructure my contract. We need to be able to get more players around me. Everybody knew this year that they needed wide receivers. But the, it was the thought of, well, you're you're like Mahomes. You're going to elevate all these receivers. No, he's not. And Shit. we can say it all we want. You know, Dak Prescott's not a not a you know top 10 quarterback and as long as he's the quarterback if you don't put people around him that are all-stars it's it's, there's no way in 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 the world that he's gonna do anything that's gonna get you to the next level preach wesley preach this is why he should be the gm rudy i think wesley should go in and be the gm i agree with that but i think if wesley was a gm he would just draft nothing but Texas Tech players, man. <laughs> I mean, he, he would no. go after Tyree Wilson, dude. He would go after everyone <laughs> that's played at Texas Tech, even though he knows I'm a, I'm a UT fan, but Texas Tech did beat UT this year, so horns down. Yeah, yeah, I, I can appreciate that. But you know what? I, Rocky, you know I've talked about this off air. I want the Cowboys to get Bijan Robinson, or I, 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 or to get Bijan, I should say. I, I think that, I think he would be an incredible a fit with uh you know Tony Pollard heck like hell let Zeke go let let that dude go someplace else you know get his three yards of carry and go to Cabo or do whatever he's gonna do and you know <laughs> I mean get get Bajon in here I, how many times do you ever hear a tech guy advocate for a UT guy come on I don't want my tech guys no 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 give me the <laughs> best players for the Cowboys you know sadly with Bijan it's the remarkable talent I I, I respect his talent but <laughs> There's really no, and I'm saying it now, I've said it before, there's really no reason why he should go in the first round yeah. at all. I mean, if you take the Cowboys, for example, they their biggest glaring need for me is it's going to be offensive line. And that's where I think they need to concentrate on. So, you know, in some of the mock drafts I have for the Cowboys, you know, if I told you you could have Travis Frederick all over again from rookie year to his greatness – would you all probably say, yeah, take him? I mean, you that would show up the middle of the line. And that's where a guy like John Michael Schmitz out of Minnesota comes in. You know, great senior bowl he had, great fantastic season. Uh, Cody Mock out of North Dakota State is another guy that is an offensive line guy. But Bijan really isn't – he's not that guy that will fit the Cowboy scheme because he's going to have to do it all. 
Dak, you're going to make, I mean, you're going to bottle up Bijan who's having a great year. You're going to make Dak try to beat you. Dak, Dak really can't beat anybody. If you make him try to beat you, he's not going to beat anybody. That's not true, Rudy. He can beat the Cowboys. He did it many times. This oh, year. yeah. He, he's undefeated when he plays against the Cowboys. That... He, can also be, he can also beat the Falcons. Anyone can beat the Falcons. Oh, come on. Man. I don't know, man. You know. I saw where that was going. I probably should have left it alone. Well, Falcon talk is for another show. We're not we're not harping on that shitty team, but we'll uh well, we'll Rudy, continue on that. Let me ask you this and, and yeah. Rocky both. I mean, I hear you about offensive line, but I think the Cowboys honestly need help at corner. I mean, to, oh yeah, I, I'm a. You probably don't know this, but I actually played sports in high school. That's kind of why I got my. That's my, why my passion is also in sports, is because you know I was a DB, um, and I respect the position a whole heck of a lot. And I know that it's always the you know like the safeties. That's the last line of defense you got on your football field to, to uh, you know go against some of the most extreme talent that there is and, and uh, those wide receivers that we see in the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, look, Trayvon is a great, is a great corner. Um, they've got a good young, um, you know, good young slot corner and, and bland, but they need that outside guy. And I almost think, you know, God, I mean, there's, there's a few that you could get in the first round. I don't know that they're in position where they're going to draft to get them. Um, but going back to running back, Hey, listen, I understand. I can, I can totally get that. Uh, to be honest, I'd be happy if they could get the kid from Tulane. If they could get the kid from Tulane in there oh, yeah. in the in the probably in that second round or the third round, I man, go get him. You know, yeah, I just want Zeke to to walk. I just think they need something there to have a two back rotation. Yeah, and you you're talking about a Tajay Spears out of Tulane. Yeah, yeah. The, the kid Spears, is remarkable. Yeah. Now, one guy that drops, and I wouldn't mind seeing him on the Cowboys uh, squad if they get him late. Uh, is Chris Rodriguez Jr. out of Kentucky. This kid is. He, he's going to open some eyes. He's going to really, really open some eyes. That's one guy. But you're talking about cornerback. You you kind of you kind of hit the you know the nail on top of the head with it because in this draft, cornerback is supremely loaded at that position. Oh yeah, dude. You're talking like probably twenty guys that can be starters uh, easily in this draft. So. Mm-hmm. I think, and that's where I kind of lean towards the Cowboys. It's like, if they don't want to go offensive line, they can easily get a cornerback. And you're talking about maybe a guy like Clark Phillips, the third out of Utah. He's possibly yeah. dropping there. Uh, Keely Ringo, I've heard, is looking at maybe dropping out of Georgia. Um, Devon Witherspoon is the number one cornerback on a lot of people's list, but he's still going kind of late. So you're going to have a guy next to uh, Diggs that's going to really, really help the Cowboys out. So I don't mind them going cornerback at all. This is a draft class that is super loaded on cornerback for sure. Yeah, I, I just like it. Rocky, what do you what do you think about that? I mean, do you do you think they should go DB in the first round? I mean, what do you what do you what's your take as, as a, a fellow Cowboy fan? Well, before before I answer that, I do want to know since you did play DB, you know, I want to know how how you were as a DB in high school, and if there was anyone that you played against that like made it far, and you're like down the road, you're like, holy shit, I played against this guy. <laughs> you know, I, I'd say this in football because it was a different era. I mean, you got to remember when I was in high school, the people people were still you, you're like this having sweep the league. the The common offense was a, a sweep led offense, right? <laughs> a running offense. So, um, 
You know, as far as football goes, um, I had to miss my senior year. I got I got real ill, and I had to miss my senior year. But my in my junior year, um, you know, I got to suit up varsity a few times. And 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 uh, there's a few cats like the kids from. Of course, I'm going to small school. The the kids from Quero. There were a few kids from Quero that were great. Um, back in the day, even before my time, Robert Strait was one of them that was amazing out of Quero. Um, I'll tell you this though. I, I and again, I was I was just a young pup, but um, Shaquille O'Neal was in was in the district. With 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 uh with us there uh having grown up in hondo cole coming to cole would come into town and you know our guys would be about six foot six two six three and here comes Shaq and he had another cat with him that was just as good i, I think his name is leon greenwood if I, if I remember right um and the two of them just were so dominant i mean i i remember Shaq taking one our point guard who looked like he had an easy layup i remember Shaq just swatting that thing up into the into the rafters and up into the top of the bleachers and all of us as little kids were just like holy cow what just happened you know it's like that, that was outer worldly that was my one experience honestly and, it, and of course it wasn't football but in basketball it was one of those moments where you go i know Shaq. we know him as the bull in the china shop but in high school and in college when he started he was super athletic super athletic well, yeah, and I don't know if y'all like I don't know if Rock knows this, but a lot of people know that when I played high school basketball, I mean, I went to Central Catholic. I didn't play a whole lot at Central because my ass couldn't pass class, and you have to have like an eighty average, eighty five average there to play, and I couldn't do it. So, shout out to Coach uh, Joe Cortez out there; he always tried to help me out. But I I did play ball, played tournaments, you know, played you know uh, with other organizations and all that. I played against Devin Brown. Wow. And my my memory of Devin Brown is him tattooing his crotch on my forehead because he dunked <laughs> over me. Hmm. I tried to take the, and the coach always told me, take the charge, take the charge. I took the charge. And when you see Devin Brown on the wing coming right at you and I'm like, this is not going to end well. I stood my ground. I took it to the head and he dunked it and it was a block. I'm like, I did not move. But apparently, I guess I didn't. Yeah, so my, you got a face full of nuts, man. I, I got a face full of Devin. Let's put it that way. And that was uh, that's one guy I did play against. I actually played. Uh, I didn't play in like games per se, but guys from Fox Tech, um, Robert Bell, Lenny Brown, uh, those two guys were dominating Fox Tech. I was able to play a little bit against uh, Dante Mathis and Stanley Bonowitz. Um, I, I played against some of the good ones in town, but. You know, that Devin Brown one would always kind of live in my head because it kind of was where he dunked and it pretty much. Rudy, you know Stanley ended up at Red Raiderville. Yeah, yeah. You know, had, had a really good career. And, and, of course, his dad was the coach there at, at East Central, too. So it was mm -hmm. th those were such good teams back then. What are, Did you play against anybody, Rock? No, dude. I mean, no. I mean, I, I just did cross country. I mean, y'all wouldn't know, but, I mean, there's this guy who was, like, super freaking good at – Cross country and like I think he was like the first in the district to break like a under four minute mile. Wow. And he went to go he went to go run track and field at Arkansas. Just super super good and like everyone like I you know me going to, doing cross country my junior year only because I want to be with my friends and have a, have an off period, you know. And I would be running to Bill Miller's and stuff. And so <laughs> Bill Miller's running to O'Connor. But uh, I remember my first meet against him and I see him and people are like, y'all know who Austin? I forgot his last name. Be like, y'all know Austin? I'm like, who the fuck is that? Like, I don't know this guy. <laughs> it's just some random dude, like super skinny. And I go up to him like, what's up, man? He's like, oh, what's up, man? Like, and he's like, you ready for the race? I was like, yeah. Uh, I take off and I'm like keeping up with them. 
probably i'd give it about 30 seconds i just stop and i'm like i'm not running this fast dude like fuck this shit <laughs> stupid well yeah but he went to, i think he went to arkansas and he won some he won some titles in college but i mean i don't know what he's doing now i hope he's doing good man but i mean um but yeah but going back to what wesley had asked i like joey porter jr i'd mentioned that to rudy a lot out of penn state and you know mm-hmm. christian gonzalez but i mean i doubt he falls over to the cowboys um there is gonna be i think personally like three dbs that go in the first round but like rudy said and and, and uh there is a very deep class would i want them to go db first of course you know if they go running back first i'm not for it i mean i love love love, love Bijan, but you can get a jameer gibbs you know Go late and get a Roshan Johnson if you wanted just a big back to bruise yeah. up to save Tony Pollard. But man, I think the one position they really, really need to you know, prioritize is wide receiver. Man, I mean, wide receiver, get some help. And then you know, Noah Brown's is garbage. You know, Rudy Rudy's better than Noah Brown up there. Rudy like at least catch the ball. You know, I can Noah catch Brown a cold. I can't catch a ball anymore. Nah, dude, I think you can catch a ball from Dak Prescott, man. I mean, if he can get it to me, his accuracy yeah. is not quite great. So I mean, he, he at least has better accuracy than Desmond Ritter, so that's cool. Bullshit. We've only seen a little bit of Ritter. Relax. I know. Dak can throw it to any DB anytime, man. I mean, he's, he's pretty good. Ball never hits the ground. I mean... I mean, I, look, I, I think, too, you know, Rocky and, and Rudy both, I, the thing that, that I like about, you know, what you're saying with Rocky, especially with the wide receivers, is... I mean, yeah, they need a lot of help. It's pretty sad when T.Y. Hilton comes back from retirement and he's your second best receiver. I mean, I mean, come on, he's the second best receiver on that team as soon as he stepped on the field. Um, you know, and and like, you know, you didn't say it, but man, Michael Gallup is just garbage. And, and my friend gives me a hard time about that. He's like, no, he's just, you know, just taking, I'm like, I've given enough time to the guy, you know, <laughs> enough, enough's enough. You know, if, if he, what, what is he good at? It, what is, what is the one thing? And that's always my, my, my way of, of gauging players, you know, that play in the league. What's the one thing that they do well that you go, well, when you, when it comes down to it, you can count on them to do this. And with Gallup and with Noah Brown, <laughs> <laughs> they can be they can be in the wrong place. I mean, I think that's the most, you know, Im- important attribute. But I mean, yeah, it's garbage. And and, yeah. and also, you know, stand a receiver before we you know sh- transition. I'm so confused why Jalen. I mean, Jalen Tolbert didn't really play. You know, I was pretty you know hyped yeah. about it. Um, you know, third round pick. You know, he looked pretty good in in pre combine and 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 you know the all star uh, when he what all star game he was in. But I mean, I don't know what's gonna happen with him, man. I mean, it should be interesting what they do. It's okay, so. Just to get in on the Cowboys here, it's it's kind of what a lot of teams' problem is, but the Cowboys more so. They have a moronic coaching staff. <laughs> they it's they don't have a coaching staff that understands talent, that understands anything like that, and not to it's not their fault. It's because from up above, Jerry basically runs the team. And he's like, this is the product. I'm putting, I'm giving you all these pro bowlers, figure it out. But you (laughs) know that these pro bowlers aren't shit. So you've got to make do. So I, I go back to where it's like, okay, you have McCarthy. McCarthy was the absolute worst hire for the Cowboys at the time. I mean, I, I don't like that. And then, you know, obviously Kellen Moore, he was lightning in a bottle for a couple of games and that's it. I mean, they, like Wesley said earlier, if you were able to make Jerry laugh, he's going to pay all this money to you because you made him laugh. If you were able to get Jerry off, he's going to pay you money because you got him off. 
I mean, he look what he did with all those women and the cocaine things and all that stuff. You know, that's Jerry Jones for you, man. <laughs> but that's his problem is that he thinks, you know, he thinks with his wallet and not with his mind. And that's so horrible. He should have just said, you know what, Mike? Thank you. Hey, Sean, let me talk to you over here. You can run America's team. What is the one thing Sean Payton did when he got to Denver? He said, hey, Russ, love you. You're a quarterback. But all of your coaches, all of your private coaches and trainers stop at the door. They don't come in anymore. They don't have nothing to do with you. And that's where Dallas fails is that they don't have that Parcells guy anymore, that Jimmy Johnson guy mm -hmm. to go back to the glory days. If Parcells was coaching this team, Dak would be a better player. The running game would be awesome. You would understand. You would see guys like, you know, Tolbert and them out on the field. If Jimmy Johnson was coaching these guys, it would be that way. They're not going to be shit until they get a coach and a whole mm -hmm. staff that actually understands what they have, you know, on the roster. Well, and I, look, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I, I find it interesting that Dan Quinn had two very promising interviews or, or more and probably was going to get one of those positions. Now, whether he wanted the Cardinals, because that's a whole other quarterback mm -hmm. drama that you don't even want to get a part of. Mm -hmm. But nonetheless, I find it interesting that he comes back and immediately six Cowboys coaches hit the door. Right. And then, he, you know, McCarthy says what he says about, you know, about I'm going to call the plays and, and more is out the door. And I mean, and he and, and the way he was with it, too, instead of just being like, well, yeah, you know, whatever. I mean, we're it, it's yeah, we got some things to look at. He's like, well, we're going to we're going to talk. We're going to sit down and talk. Kellen and I are going to sit down and talk. We're going to evaluate everybody. It's like everybody and their mom knew. It's like, OK, well, he's gone. Um, <laughs> but. It, it goes back to the same thing. It's it's almost like the classic Jerry Jones setup. I mean, here here you've got um, Dan Quinn coming back. Here you've got uh, you know Mike McCarthy saying, "I'm going to take on the play calling duties. I'm going to be in Dak's ear. I'm going to be the one to to take over the offense." So instead of firing him after a year in which you go twelve and five, and yet again you do nothing in the playoffs. Now he's basically setting him up to take the fall in, in another year. Like, we'll give you another year and you get more duties. And it's like, how much of that have we seen with Jerry Jones over time? I mean, we saw it with Garrett. We saw it with Wade Phillips. We saw it. I mean, I, I think Parcells was the only one with any kind of goddess, but they, but he was like, you know, he was so, so much so that Jerry was pushing his agenda and putting Terrell Owens in, in the, you know, when he didn't want that. And it just, you know. It goes back to the same thing. I can't say it enough. Jerry Jones is the reason why the Cowboys fail. And until he relinquishes that role and just, just pays the bills, they're going to fail. They are. They're going to fail. Yep. I think I'm part of the jinx too, man. You know, when I was born, they stopped winning, man. So maybe I'm the jinx, really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that must be the Falcons problem because, you know, they get there and they choke and – I'm never gonna. I'm never gonna see a Super Bowl win in my lifetime for the Falcons ever. At least you guys, you know, you'll you'll experience it, Rock. I know you will. You will experience it. Hopefully, I mean, at least both of y'all seen the Cowboys win. Well, I have. I have. At least we I can don't. see the, the. At least we can see Tom Brady's career come to an end to the Cowboys. I mean, at least they got some kind of banner, you know, consolation as it is. I mean, at least they finally beat Tom Brady. Oh, that that's 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 what it needs to be, right? I mean, <laughs> well, Rocky doesn't remember. Robert, he doesn't even know what a VH uh, was a VHS player is. I know, I know what a VCR. Is. You know what a VCR I know, is? I know what a VCR is. Have you ever seen a, one? Yeah. yeah. I, oh, okay. You have one in my garage. Yeah. Have you seen a payphone? 
Yes. You have. <laughs> have you used a pay phone? Uh, yes. Okay. So my mom, fun fact, my mom was a <laughs> diehard, a diehard Bulls fan when I'm growing up. Like, you know, loved uh-huh. MJ, idolized it. She would record every game on the VCR uh, with mm-hmm. MJ, and she had me watch as a kid. So we have them in a box, and, and she loves it. And so as a kid, um, starting with my older brother, she would put us in Jordans. And, you know, I wore Jordans as a kid, too. And, and we still have it. There's a jacket. It's like, real, you know, for toddlers. But it's like a like, like a real throwback Jordan jacket. And it's like, you know, all clean still and everything. And my mom's like, maybe one day when you have kids, you know, your kid can wear it. And I'm like, <laughs> uh, relax. I need to I see mean, these videos, man. I used to record. So... I used to record every game on VHS on Friday night on TNT. They used to have back-to-back games. And I would really? record every single game, no matter who was playing. So I would watch those tapes like a hawk, man. I would study those tapes. I would do all that. My favorite series when back in the day, believe it or not, was the Bulls against the Cleveland Cavaliers. This is when the Cavaliers had... Um, my fa- one of my favorite players, Mark Price, Craig Elo, Larry Nance, yeah. Brad Darty, um, Hot Rod Williams. They just had a whole bunch of players, man. So that was my favorite series growing up. A lot of, a lot of people actually know about that, but I enjoyed it. But I was like you, I recorded all those games, like your mom did too. I recorded tons of stuff. I mean, I was, I have the first game that toronto played at their home when they came back or they got the expansion team they came in as the uh they were in the huskies toronto huskies uniforms uh because that was their throwback ones from when they had basketball before all this shit so um yeah i mean i used to have them and nonetheless uh my brother decided to record certain things over them and kind of screwed my collection up and i won't get into detail it happens after dark but i won't get into much more detail than that for what he recorded over it um but nonetheless man you know yeah i'll i'll Got to get into Super Bowl talk. We're, we're running out of time. Super Bowl talk. You got Eagles. You got Chiefs. I want you guys pick. Uh, you know, I want to save the best for last. So, Wes, we're going to save you for last. Rocky, <laughs> Eagles and Chiefs. I have a feeling Wes is going to go Chiefs because of one guy, but maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> Where are you going, Rock? Eagles, Chiefs. If, now, remember, if you pick the Eagles, you're going to get your Cowboy fandom. So, no pressure there. <laughs> Nah, man. I mean, I think it's going to be a, it's probably going to be one of the best Super Bowls, you know, in quite some time. They're both super, really talented. There's a lot of storylines, you know, people call it the Reed Bowl, the Kelsey Bowl, whatever. But it's going to be really interesting seeing how both teams, you know, really match up. You know, the Eagles arguably are real complete, you know, from up to down. But when you play Patrick Mahomes, you have a chance, man. When you play Andy Reid, you have a chance. And ironically, like their offense has looked, you know, Without, you know, without, see, uh, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Just like still, you know, in sync, with, even with, when they lose a Tyreek Hill. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can guard Kelsey all you want, but Kelsey's still going to be open. You know, you can you can bottle up that running game. You can, you know, put spy on Mahomes, put everything on Mahomes. Mahomes is just magic, man. And, you know, some people compare him to not saying, you know, he's Tom Brady-esque, but the Tom Brady of this era. That's what I've seen people a lot, you know, compare him to. But I think this game's going to be real good. Um, I hate to say it, but I think the Eagles are going to pull it out. Um, it's going to make me very salty because looking at what Wesley had mentioned earlier, the Eagles did tear it down. I wish the Cowboys would tear it down. And then they came Brady back up. And it makes me very irritated because, you know, Cowboy fans are like, no, we don't want to tear it down. We don't want to move on Dak and this and that. 
you know, but look what the Eagles did, man. They moved off from Carson Wentz. You know, they took a couple years in the beating, and now they're back in the Super Bowl, man. And the Cowboys haven't sniffed the NFC Championship game in a while or the Super Bowl, so I'm going with the Eagles. You're taking the Eagles. Wow. Yeah. I was thinking you were to take the Chiefs. All right, Wes, you're on deck, man. <laughs> okay, so Patrick Mahomes is the best. I already said that. He's the best player on the planet. I mean, there's no doubt about it. There's nobody that can do the things that he does when he's healthy. And I'm going to say this. I think that this comes down to health. Um, when you look at the Eagles, their front four, okay, mm-hmm. their front four gets after the quarterback. They really don't have to blitz to get after the quarterback. And, I mean, the, the sack totals don't lie, right? I mean, they the astronomical sack totals that the Eagles have, have you know, done this year is just, I mean – I think with with a you know, and I know we can say, well, you know, Mahomes had an extra week. You know, he. I mean, listen, it's a high ankle sprain. It does not heal that quickly. So he's still going to be limited. He's probably going to have a little bit more mobility than he had in the championship game. But that's, he's still not going to be able to create like he needs to be able to to beat that front. Mm-hmm. Um, I think part of that also comes down to the receivers. I mean, he lost every you know known receiver they had i think they were putting in bobby boucher at the end of the game to to come in because they just didn't have anybody left to 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 put in at receiver and um and still getting it done i mean you got to give them a lot of credit for that but you're facing a team that also knows ball control when you're talking about the eagles it's not just the fact that their defense is dominant it's the fact that they can run the ball on you how do you take the how do you take the the air out of the ball with mahomes you run the ball on them and uh unfortunately as as painful as it is for me to admit it as a cowboys fan heck yeah i'm cheering for mahomes yeah i want him to win it and i do think that he is the greatest quarterback um since tom brady you know uh was a was a young pup and, and doing all of what he's, he's done because i mean i mean look he, he's been in what five straight afc ch- title games he's gone to the super bowl three of the last four years or something like that it's it's an incredible run so far just in his early career but um unfortunately i think it comes to an end at this game just because again it's i don't think they're healthy enough and i and i just i just feel like there's more weapons on the eagles right now both defensively and offensively there you go these are the super bowl picks i am taking the eagles i'm not going to back away from my pick taking the eagles for the win from top to bottom when they are healthy they're the most dominant team in the league on both sides of the ball unfortunately uh patrick is the best player on the planet like wesley said but I think it's going to be a little bit tough for him this time around. It's not going to be the last time he's in the Super Bowl. I, don't, I mean, all the talk about Lamar Jackson getting traded to Atlanta, why can't we trade for Patrick? I'll take Patrick Mahomes. Dude, you're going to have to trade all of Atlanta, the whole team, the whole city just for Patrick Mahomes. We'll give him the Chick-fil-A inside uh, Mercedes-Benz because it's <laughs> never open. Well, you guys know, I mean, because this is why, you know, one of the reasons why I love Sweep the League, you all talk draft all the time. Who who was drafted ahead of Mahomes? He was like number 10, right? He, he wasn't even, most of the other teams weren't even going to take him in the first round, as I remember. And, and it was like, everybody looked at Andy and, and the Chiefs and like, what? Why would you do that? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. And, you know, that draft was kind of, so Mahomes coming out was, if I remember correctly, a lot of, a lot of coaches and a lot of staffs, they liked Mahomes, but it was the Texas Tech thing. Oh, yeah. You know, they, you had they stunk at defense. They could not win games. And they it's <laughs> it's asinine to think how bad was mm-hmm. tech that they had Patrick freaking Mahomes, Baker Mayfield, right? Davis mm-hmm. Webb. In a two year stint, they had those three guys and they had a losing record in every single one of those years. Yeah. You're right. And the thing is, is that um 
I think Mitchell Trubisky was the first quarterback off the board. Oh, yeah, um, dude. and I remember because when I heard Trubisky was coming out, I'm a I'm a Tar Heel fan, live and die Tar Heels. And when I heard he was coming back or leaving, I said, "There's no way this guy's going to succeed. He needed to stay another year at North Carolina. He wasn't ready." So. Nonetheless, Trubisky ends up getting drafted uh, number two. But then it was Mahomes after that. And I think Deshaun was right after Mahomes. So I don't know. I mean, I'm going to go back and look. But you, the Jets could have taken Mahomes at six. San Francisco could have taken him at three. Mm-hmm. Um, God, can you imagine the 49ers with please, Patrick Mahomes? Dude. Kyle Shanahan Holy and God. Mahomes. They would have yeah. been... The- unstoppable you know even probably probably even better or close to andy reed yeah, i mean they're both I, great play callers okay so one team that or a couple of teams that are above that mahomes could have gone to obviously number one was cleveland uh miles garrett they took him cleveland would have been a stud the bears would have been okay the niners yeah jacksonville at the time man maybe so tennessee with derrick henry i mean that would have been pretty awesome the jets the chargers uh Panthers not so much they took McCaffrey that year I think that was probably their best bet uh they had Cam Newton that year too so then the Bengals and then the Chiefs so you know it could have gone either way man Mahomes Mm -hmm. could have been on any one of these squads but him coming into the league a lot of people said it's the Texas Tech offense you know they throw the ball it's air raid no matter what um it's just it's kind of weird and you know who was the best Texas Tech QB to come out of there before Mahomes? Was it Kingsbury, maybe? Well, Kingsbury had all the stats, but I, I think honestly it was Graham Harrell. Of course, he was thrown yeah. a Crabtree. Dude, but, don't even you know. Oh, don't even talk about those names. I'm still stuck. <laughs> he knows exactly what play. Oh my god! I, I, remember, I remember that. I remember that Crabtree off I was that day. I was in the band hall that night after a football game, and and the fellow directors at, at, that I was with at O'Connor at the time, they were, they were dogging me. Texas was coming back, and Blake Gideon had the interception in his hands, and looked like the ball game was over. And then that <sighs> play happened. I go running up and down the hallway, screaming, and the guys are just like, "Hey, just chill out. They haven't won the national title." I'm like, "Hey, you don't understand. You know, they beat number one. I mean, come on, that's that's legit. I mean, come yeah. on." Yeah, that was I remember that play. I was on the couch and I spilled my beer because it was like, what the hell? Like, are you serious? I still can't believe that play. We're not going to bring it up the way Rock brings up my Super Bowl tragedy. So. (laughs) So so you went to Texas Tech. Is that correct, Wesley? Yeah. In fact, my wife and I met at Tech. We were in the Tech band together. Okay. So, you know, before we go, you know, I just want to know, like growing up, you know, what really led you Well, want to go to Texas Tech? You know, how you became a fan? But what was that moment where you're like, I want to become a band director? Like, was that always something you always wanted to do? And like, what keeps you pushing to do it? You know, what, what keeps you doing it for all these years? And like, what helps you wake up every morning? Like, I love this job. You know, I think what, when I was about eighth grade, I knew that I, I wanted to either coach or I wanted to be a, a band director. I wanted to be an education. Both my parents were educators. My mom, English teacher, 35 years. My dad, and counselor for 35 years. And, you know, both of them kind of shaped my life in that, in that manner. But I just, I knew the thrill of performing and the memories that were made, you know, and I just wanted to share that 
with generations to come. Um, it's always been the biggest passion to get students to be the best version of themselves that they can be. You know, great things happen when you when you're doing your best and you're giving your best, and the people around you are. You know, things come together, and you know, awards and accolades and all those usually take care of themselves. And I think that's why it's always been. You know, most people don't equate music and, and band and things to sports, but that's why the passion has been there for both things, because it teaches you a lot of the same things. You know, you're, te- you're learning how to, to play your role. You're learning how to, to lead. You're learning how to balance. You're learning how to face adversity. And I think ultimately, when you stop and think about it, more of what we teach in, in, our, in our world is about teaching kids to be successful in life. It's learning how to have balance. You know, I don't want a child to come to us or to any program and say, I have to give up this to go be a part of that. You know, it's hard sometimes. It's not easy. But, you know, when you have children that are willing to, and and especially when you have educators, and that's the beauty of the places I've taught, is that everybody's willing to work so that each kid and everybody can have that opportunity. And um, it's well-roundedness. And and again, let's let's look at it from a college perspective. What does a college want to know of you? They want to know that you can have a job, that you can go be a part of the campus life, that you can go and branch out and have a life outside of your your college days, but that you're going to pass your classes and that you're going to be able to be somebody they don't waste their time on. And um, I think that so much of what we do is not is not just the passion about music. It's that's a whole lot of it. But it's also just we 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 really take kids and, and we try to shape their lives and help them to to, you know, be a part of something pretty special that they can they can remember. And and, um, you know, the social aspect of, of what they do is so, so important. So it's 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 a big part of it. I just again, I, I never get tired of hearing and seeing uh, kids be successful and, and listening to their wonderful creations together is is a joy and i know my colleagues michael and jaime who i teach with now are are, are wonderful teachers and they they would agree with me it's it's just incredible to to watch things uh come together and when they start to achieve you it's you know very emotional yeah it very it is it is and i'm i honestly <laughs> no as honestly i thank you for uh for dedicating a lot of your time you know with kids and all i mean i know it's a tough tough job uh teachers in general i i get frustrated with teachers a lot because of my daughter but i understand it's a tough job i can't imagine you know that's an elementary i can't imagine high school dealing with so many kids and so many parents i commend you for that man i appreciate everything that you do uh as an educator and stuff you know all the stuff you do for the kids so again from the bottom of our hearts here at sweep the league appreciate everything you do for them and thank you guys uh, you know listen i i really enjoyed uh, talking sports it's it's a privilege and an honor and to come on with you guys is, is special this is this is really neat and i'm uh, <laughs> you know i'm humbled that you would ask me to to come on with you you better come on more man yeah usually when you come on the first time you start to come back on from time to time so we we have to get the guests a uh, little bit you know broken in so i'm i'm sure we'll have you back uh, many more times wesley very cool guys appreciate it so if you want to follow Wesley on Twitter, it's at Wesley Perk, and that's W-E-S-L-E-Y-P-E-R-K. So that's at Wesley Perk on Twitter. Hit him up with Spurs Talk. Like I said, you can find him on the Two Shots podcast, Time Time with Joe Garcia. Uh, he was a part of Chris Dill's show, Spurs React. He loves to talk Spurs with you. He'll talk just about anything. And if you have any ideas of what song you need to sing to your girl or guy on Valentine's Day, 
hit up Wesley. He'll give you the perfect song to sing. So again, before we go, specialleaf.com. Hit it up, www.specialleaf.com. Get your drinks today for Valentine's. Give her that 24-pack, that case of Special Leaf tea. <laughs> go get it right now at www.specialleaf.com. So for The Rock himself, for Wesley Perkins, this is Rudy Conversation. Until we sweep the league again next time, we'll see you guys soon.